Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flow Space, Conscious Conversations with J&D. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience. Today we have Joey joining us. Joey is an avid believer in manifesting your dreams. She is living out her dream as a zookeeper at Claws and Paws Wild Animal Park. She moved her whole life to accomplish this dream. She is a self-researcher of mental health and all things psychological. Welcome to Flow Space, Joey, the zookeeper extraordinaire. <laughs> We're Hi. happy to have you here today. Hi. I'm very happy to be here. It's been a long time in the making. We've yes. been planning, then, you know, life. <laughs> but now is the perfect moment, so here we are. Yes, I love yeah. that. The divine timing is always on time. It is. It, like, fell into place. Here we are. <laughs> so to begin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, so my name's Joey. I'm a zookeeper. Um, I'm Jerrica's sister, little sister. Um, I've been working with animals my whole life pretty much, but now I'm like finally where I want to be in my career. And yeah, I just take care of a lot of different animals like bears, tigers, wolves, and smaller stuff. Um, but yeah, I do a lot of that kind of stuff. I do like fostering and rehabbing. And now being where you've wanted to be for so long, what was that journey like that got you to where you are? It took a lot of like mental, I guess, work because I feel like I was really like almost the only one holding me back from actually reaching this point because um, of like those mental blockers that are like, oh, it's not going to happen or like, oh, you know, I have to wait until I'm like 30 to I've always wanted to live in Pennsylvania and that's where I'm working now. So I was like, I thought I always had to wait forever to be in my career and stuff you know because people tell you like that's later on in life so I was kind of giving myself like my blockage but then I feel like I kind of really like set my mind to it and I kind of let go of like the negative thoughts that I was having about it and yeah I kind of made it happen that way but what did that process look like for you because a lot of people you know can relate to that putting mm -hmm. mental blockages but they might not even have that awareness that they're putting yeah. mental blockages on themselves mm -hmm. so how did you even realize okay i'm blocking myself mentally well thankfully i have a sister jerica who <laughs> actually helped me with that because before like i said i was kind of wrapped up in it so i couldn't even realize i was in it you know i thought it was it was my normal to be like oh that's impossible that can't happen you know so I didn't even realize until it was kind of not only brought up to me but I feel like I almost had like an awakening almost um because I have this tattoo on my arm I heard I was in like a very dark place I guess before any of this came to like fruition at all whatsoever and I was again wrapped up in like the negativity I had been like again I was talking with Jerrica about like trying to make this happen by letting go of those negative thoughts but I wasn't really like actually letting go I was just like oh yeah whatever because I didn't think it would work or anything like that um 
And then I heard this quote that was like, follow your passion and it will lead you to your purpose on YouTube. And I was like, huh. And I don't know, like it was kind of like a snap moment. And I was like, I'm not even following my passion right now. Like I'm kind of just like in the motions of life. And it kind of made me like wake up and be like, whoa, I'm not actually letting go of these negative thoughts. You know, I'm just kind of living with them and through them and I don't know it kind of made me realize that I'm I wasn't moving forward because I was holding myself back by just like living to work almost you know like I wasn't following a passion I was pretty much living to work and just trying to like get by I guess um but yeah that literally was the moment that I was like oh my gosh like I have been so wrapped up in this like ball of negativity and like I can't do it that I wasn't letting myself like flourish in a way um but yeah that moment I was like you know what I'm really going to like let go of that and from now on I'm gonna be like I am a zookeeper I am making this happen and yeah I swear like after that (laughs) everything really starts like fall into place and kind of like look up I started actually like applying to places that I wanted to work instead of being like oh for example like I thought I had to stay in we lived in um, Jersey but I thought I had to stay over there because like I was so young and you know people were like oh you can't move away you know so that was one thing I did definitely let go of like the whole outside opinions that were holding me back also because that was another side to it um I realized that like I wasn't living for myself either that was another thing that was holding me back um so yeah I let go of that and then I applied to a place in Pennsylvania because I've always wanted to live there and stuff and again I thought I had to wait till I was like 30 to follow my career and like move out and all this stuff but that's not what happened yeah so it made it happen because I let go of all those kind of things that were holding me back and blocking me from like growing and becoming like who I actually wanted to be so you said so many like powerful (laughs) um mind-changing things like in that explanation and I want to get a little bit deeper because I feel that like when you hear something that's super relatable it's always great to be like getting further into the details of how it actually unfolded so when you were talking about um, the other people's projections, basically, mm-hmm. and their opinions, yeah. how did you maneuver through that, like building up that courage to be like, okay, I'm going to let this go? Mm-hmm. Like, what did that look like, that process? Um, that's a great question. I mean, again, like going back to in the moment, I took other people's opinions on the way I was living my life as such a like strong truth when like that's their opinion and it's not the truth you know that's different from somebody telling you like oh you shouldn't be doing something crazy like it wasn't like that their opinions on me not like moving forward and um or even for like my career for example some people think that my job is like the worst job in the world because I have to clean a lot or I have to feed animals and all this stuff but like that's again their opinion it's not like the truth So in that mindset, I was like, that is the truth. And I kind of have to listen to what people are saying to me. And it was making me think like, oh my God, am I making the wrong decision? What am I doing? All this stuff. I actually ended up going to college because of that, because of all like the outside opinions. And I was very unhappy doing that. Um, But again, I had literally after I had heard this quote, 
um, the follow your passion and it will lead you to your purpose, I was realizing again, I'm following like other people's truths or other people's opinions um, rather than my own personal truth of like what I love, what I'm passionate about. So yeah, I mean, coming to that realization was difficult because I feel like you can't always be so aware of that because again you have so many people telling you around you like oh this is a terrible idea you can't do that blah blah blah. it becomes like your truth again um but I guess after that moment of like it really was like an awakening I can't even explain that like it was one moment to the next where I realized like I'm not living for myself I'm living for other people and what they want me to do it was like almost like handcuffs breaking off and I was like wow I, I'm just gonna go do it and I didn't even tell anybody about like the moves I was making like I again I applied to this job that was far away I didn't tell anybody about it until like I went for the interview and people around me were like what are you doing but again I was like so far away from that mindset already that I was like I'm doing me like I gotta do what I gotta do you know and yeah, even in even in the moment where I was like achieving this dream of mine, it sounds hilarious. Like I've always wanted to live in Pennsylvania and be a zookeeper there. But even like in the moment where I was so close to achieving this dream of mine, I still had people being like, oh, um, you know, why are you going to work over there? Like you should be waiting longer. Like you can't skip all these steps, all this kind of stuff. Um, but like I said, I was very far away from that mindset already that it literally I just brushed it off I was like I don't care I did have a few moments of like regression where I was doubting myself and I was like maybe this is a terrible idea you know but then once I came here and I started working here I realized like this is what all of this was for you know like this I'm literally living like my dream life right now honestly and if I had stayed kind of living by other people's opinions I really don't think this would have happened because I would have stayed not that college is bad it just wasn't for me but I would have stayed in college I would have been back home in Jersey still or New York City I would have been the way that I was before you know and before I can say like I was a very unhappy person and I think everybody around me has seen that change where like I don't know I was very like quiet before and like to myself and not very happy because of what my life was like I was not living the worst life by any means but for example like I worked at um a zoo in the Bronx <laughs> and I had to commute like two and a half hours to get there it was not the job that I really wanted um it was almost like a baby zookeeper position so I was working with like petting zoo animals and stuff it just I wasn't happy there and that really like reflected on my mood 24 7 like it was very much I became like a negative person by like my negative thoughts that I was having and stuff so yeah I feel like this change has brought like almost a new person out of me and I kind of feel more like myself and like I'm much happier and I'm much more like outgoing now I feel like and even like more social and stuff I feel like I'm I kind of grew in that way also. 
They could bring me to tears. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I was holding them back several yeah. times. I'm like, I'm not about to cry. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I was no, saying it's crazy. Crazy. So I'm like, do not cry. Stop it. Cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> but like the, because one of the people like that was putting their projections on her was me myself. So it's crazy like how like my own fears or any like limiting beliefs could have literally prevented her from like prevented you no, yeah. from living how you're living now yeah but like at the same time i do have to say like in the beginning because i feel like there was also other influences that made jerica kind of feel like scared that this was going to be a terrible idea um but at the same time like in the beginning she was the one being like again even though i wasn't listening to it at the time because i was still like oh my god what if what if what if she was the one saying like why are you not living for yourself like you're living because for example like our mother wanted me to stay home or like um i i'm in a relationship and you know that person still lives again now they live far away from me but that was back home and my friends were back home and that's what i was saying to her but she was like you know if this is something you really, really want, like, we can make it happen, because she did help me, like, immensely in making this happen, um, but yeah, like, I feel like in the beginning, it was like, let's make this happen, and then kind of other people were like, oh, this is a terrible idea, blah, 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 and we both kind of were like, maybe this is a terrible idea, you know, but it ended up not being a terrible idea, it was a great idea. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's why it's so moving, because, like I know like you know I know as much as I think I know about staying true to yourself and being in your power and all the things that I firmly believe in really try to integrate in my life but it's really interesting how that little bit of fear can creep in and then create such a different reality yeah for the one that you actually know you Mm -hmm. want yeah it was like a total switch it was it was crazy I feel like (laughs) me and Jerrica taught each other a lot during this process because like at first she was the one that was like oh like you know you have to go for it like she actually sent my resume in for me to this place because they don't have like a gmail or anything like that um she sent my resume in for me and was like we'll make it work whatever then when she started getting like the fear and the doubt i was the one that was being like just trust the process Mm -hmm. it's gonna be fine like watch like i was like i can't prove it to you now but like it's going to be fine whatever you know like everything was gonna be fine yeah the roles yeah. really switched yeah. yeah so it went from like me giving her the pep talks and like showing her the way and then it was like she was pulling me out of the like darkness that yeah i allowed to simmer mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful because it's a journey that we're all meant to go on together you know like mm-hmm. we pull one further along the road just for then the other one to pick up where the other yeah. one's left off yeah like we all have unique skill sets Mm -hmm. abilities and times that are calling for us to show up Mm -hmm. and with the unconditional love being present amongst it all it's all possible yeah and that is what is able to triumph and surpass the fears that can exist because at the end of the day the love was present and that's what allowed even um, the ability to consider moving through the fear mm-hmm. and being at least a little bit open even though fears may have still been present there was still some sort of space available to consider what's greater and what's mm-hmm. possible aside from those limitations yeah for sure because it was like the days that i was like functioning i guess like in my energy space at like 20 percent, like jarica was given the 80 percent, and then when she was like at 
20%. I was given negative the 80%. 20%. Yeah. <laughs> negative 20%. <laughs> yeah. It was like a back and forth almost, you know. But like after my interview and I had told her how well it went and stuff, um, you know, we still had that like back and forth where like I was like, oh my God, this is not going to happen. And then she would be like, you cannot say that. <laughs> you know, you're kind of like making it come true if you're saying that. So I was like really pushing for it. And then, you know, when she was feeling that kind of way, I was pushing her for the idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, we made it happen. And it you know? speaks cool. to like what you were saying, Deandra. Um, and then like your the examples you're giving, uh, Joey, it's shows like even because I was thinking like, what if it's somebody going through this journey without the support of mm-hmm. others, having that loving compassion for the self? Like mm-hmm. that's super key because like yes it's beautiful and it's nice to receive it from somebody Mm -hmm. else because it allows you to keep going even in Mm -hmm. like the darkest of moments but let's say you are in a situation that you don't have that Mm -hmm. you are that support for yourself and like i would remind joey when she would say like oh this isn't gonna happen your words are so powerful you cast your life with the words that you speak and then before the word the spoken word it's the inner thoughts so it's like really getting to the bottom of rewiring the brain And I love the example, like even if you haven't done something, but you're in the process or that's like your end goal for the moment, you speak it as it already is. Mm -hmm. So as opposed to saying like, oh, I'm working towards becoming whatever. It's like, no, I am. Mm -hmm. And you're manifesting that in your life because you're actually putting those vibrations and that's what's going to reflect back to you Mm -hmm. and be your reality. Yeah, I mean, and we even like saw that be true this is why like i'm very now before if you asked me before i'd be like oh like manifesting stuff is not real whatever um but now i'm like a very firm believer that like life is literally what you make it and what you think of it because i would say like a year prior again i was like going through the motions of life i wasn't happy i was talking to jarika about it and she was like you know start manifesting it start you know not only just applying to other zoos but also like try to make it happen through yourself and i was like yeah whatever so i had this like half belief of it which was not a hundred percent whatsoever and it showed because i applied probably to like i don't know 20 different places some of them like weren't even zoos they were like almost like rehabs and stuff like that for animals um I didn't get like a single email back and I do have like a lot of experience and stuff so I was like what is happening and she was telling me like you're not really believing it like you are just saying it but you're not feeling it for real and it's true I wasn't so like for another year I was just like whatever and at that moment I had given up I was like this is never gonna happen you know and yeah it showed because nothing nothing can happen overnight but I was in such a space where I was like, I have to make this happen right now. Like, I need to do this. I need to do this. But it was like, I don't know. I was, I would say I was comfortable in the sense that I wasn't in the need for like an immediate change at the time when it wasn't working or anything and nothing, everything was like stagnant. Like nothing was really moving forward. I was comfortable that like, I didn't have to leave home. I didn't have to do any of this stuff. You know, I was just living almost. Um, I was comfortable in that way. I was not comfortable where I was, if that makes sense. But I was just like, I can't explain it. Like I was too comfortable 
in how everything was just the way it was. That is what it is, you know? And I would always say that. Like, it is what it is. I can't get a zoo job yet. I'm going to have to wait till I'm 30, all this stuff. Um, And then, like, I guess, like, the pot started to stir at some point. And I guess instead of taking that as... Like, oh my God, things are getting so much worse. Well, at the same time, I was having those negative thoughts. I also used that as like a catapult to like push myself forward and be like, I need to move forward in life. Like nothing is happening. It literally, like I said, it was like night and day. Like Mm -hmm. the second that I started letting go of stuff and realizing like I can live for myself and that's fine. Like even if other people are like, oh my God, like you're really going to leave. You're going to go that far away. You know, I was like, I have to. Mm-hmm. You know, it was almost like a fire like lit under me and I it was crazy because at the same time like things started to like stir back home and like with people I knew and stuff like that and it literally like fell into place it was the timing when I started really like believing that this was going to happen because even on the days that like um, Jerrica was like you know this is crazy like we don't have any plan <laughs> I literally applied for this job I went for the interview there was no plan after that um and again I was living in Jersey it's in Pennsylvania I didn't have a car I didn't have anything um when she was like you know saying like this is kind of crazy I was like yeah but it's either this happens or nothing like that's it there's literally no other options I remember saying that to her I was like there is no other options like it's going to happen that's it (laughs) you know um I don't care where I'm living like it's going to happen and it did because I really like it was never there was never any like what ifs besides the times that I was feeling like a little doubtful because again of like and it's hard to block like outside influence 24 7 you know you have people saying stuff to you so many times that you're like wow is it true maybe but then that's when you really have to like back yourself up and be like no it's not about what they're thinking it's like about what I'm living right now Mm -hmm. you know and what I need for myself so yeah, it was just a lot of push and pull all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you even end that? <laughs> it reminds me, like, um, what came to mind when you were speaking about it, like, about the year that you were applying to places mm-hmm. and things weren't happening. I remember, like, having a specific conversation. It was around, like, a specific astrological event. I think it might have been, I don't remember what the event was, but it was, like, one of the powerful um, astrological events that you could really manifest. So I remember um, telling you to do that. Mm -hmm. And then like you did whatever you did. um, And again, instant gratification could creep in like, oh, it's not happening. (laughs) But literally like maybe a week later or something, like something major changed in your life. Mm -hmm. Like you received some kind of feedback like Mm -hmm. that she wanted, that you wanted. And um, it was from that point. Then it's like, oh, like it could work. Mm -hmm. And that's. Like, I say that, I share that to remind people about the instant gratification. And, like, if you don't see something happening, the very instant you're trying to manifest something, it doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It could be that you're not in the right mind space. Like, Joey explained, like, even though she was like, yeah, I half believe maybe whatever. Like, it wasn't, she wasn't allowing herself Mm -hmm. to receive. And then also, um, things take time. The same amount of time it takes you to, like, have all of these negative thoughts and self-doubt it's going to take time to rewire that until you're able to fully believe in the thoughts you're mm-hmm. you're saying to yourself. Yeah, yeah, like realigning the frequency vibration that we are existing in to become a match of what we're trying to call forward. Yeah. So it does begin first with actually 
getting clear on what it is that we want to call forward Mm -hmm. but then going within and seeing how is the body feeling when thinking about this thing that we're trying to call forward like do we feel confident yeah we feel at peace we feel like this is actual tangible reality and it speaks to what you were just sharing jerica about um, the different layers that we have to work through when wanting to manifest and really being solid with all of our bodies our energetic body our physical body the, the mental space that we're in and align them all so although like we may be clear on like an intellectual level of what we want mm-hmm. the other aspects of us may not be there and that is something that needs to be nurtured and taken care of as well yeah, yeah. and because like um to add on to that it's like even if you don't know the steps like when you're feeling into your body like is it tangible you might not feel it's tangible because you don't have that plan in place like your logical mind doesn't have that sense of security because you know step a through z Mm -hmm. to get where you want and that's like as joey explained she didn't know what the next step was she didn't know where she was gonna live she didn't know how she was gonna be transporting (laughs) herself to the zoo i was ready to buy like a thousand dollar like broken down car until i realized like i have to drive pretty much like an hour to work um that was the crazy part it was and again, even though it seems insane, I had no plan, I had no money, I had literally nothing besides like this dream, literally as corny as it sounds, um, you know, it still came to fruition because like I really did believe in it, even though there was like nothing there, <laughs> you know. No, and it speaks I, to the power, yeah. like the yeah. power you hold. And that's what I was getting at, like about the tangible, um, like if it might not feel tangible, if you have this dream or this passion or this desire or whatever it can be that's all you need like just that simple desire that want that a dream that's what's going to really move you forward if you put your trust into it and lean into that energy mm-hmm. yeah and it takes great courage to do that and um while you were speaking joey it reminds me of um what you were sharing initially about how this all came to be and the roles that you and jerica have played in each other's life mm-hmm. in uh, making this happen like the concept of all of us being the student and the teacher yeah. and how much space um was given to allow for you to grow has also welcomed growth in everyone around you yeah and wow. i just really wanted to <laughs> highlight that because it's so powerful like there's a message of teaching to be received by all people even if in the moment it may be perceived as like you know they have nothing to offer mm-hmm. like you may know more and there's no such thing as that mm-hmm. because there is so much medicine and in, in, in the path and mm-hmm. there's so much power in sharing that with others and sharing your story because of the relatability that we all share just by being in this human experience together yeah Yeah. and it's literally because it was the same time frame (laughs) like when you were going through those changes like making your dreams happen Mm -hmm. i remember deandra and i we were in um another state going through a training for a new job oh my god yeah and like we we just the training wasn't um substantial like you know there was nothing to gain from there so we (laughs) were having you got there from the moment but in during the class like one of the trainings and the instructor wasn't even present deandra and i were talking and you came up and i remember clearly deandra drew um a little sketch and it was um like us like Mm -hmm. one person a single person and then there was another person and then another person Mm -hmm. and you were one of those people because it was like this is where we're currently at and you were you know in the space where Mm -hmm. you were at which was a step ahead of where we wanted to be 
and it was like looking at you as that reflection and that's really what gave us the motivation like you know what f it (laughs) this job isn't in alignment it's not making us happy geo doesn't have a plan we don't (laughs) (laughs) we're doing it like we're quitting this job and we're just going with the motion and that it gave us such uh confidence like because we were able to see you on what looked at the outside not knowing but just figuring it out Mm -hmm. as you went along it really gave us the confidence in that conversation. That's when we were like, yep, we're quitting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because like we, I think the three of us have a lot of people around us that are like, you have to have this plan. You have to like figure everything out before you make it happen. And it's like, I don't know if it all, I used to think that way, but I think that now, like as long as you know what you need and you want, well, need more importantly, um, for yourself and like your happiness and just your energy all together like I feel like that's really all you need everything else will fall into place but when you get so caught up on like the plan there has the to be details. a plan like it has to be figured out and that's not saying like you know go be homeless but like you know as long as you have that foundation to push you to actually make it happen like that's what's really important because then you start getting caught up on this plan that's not even happening yet you know it's like all about this plan that's like in the future that's not happening and like you should live right now what's happening right now what can I like make happen at this moment to make that happen you know that's a great point Mm -hmm. because like getting so caught up I personally can get so caught up in the planning stages Mm -hmm. and that's taking away from the action that I could be taking in this very moment yeah so and like the the accessibility that exists in the moment that can be um not visible Mm -hmm. when caught up on like this future plan yes Mm -hmm. when it's taking away from like the first step that's right here in front of us it's block like what comes to mind is the concept of blocking your own blessings Mm -hmm. because you're so caught up in the logical mind Mm -hmm. which is of course it makes sense because as a human you want to have that sense of safety and security Mm -hmm. and i really believe that that's where the fears come from it's like oh what if this doesn't work like how am i gonna live how am i gonna eat Mm -hmm. where am i gonna sleep so it's of course a normal thing to think of but it's when those um fears begin to block your actions Mm -hmm. that's when it's like okay let me take a step back let me see like where in my brain do i need to show some love and compassion and tender care so that my thoughts can be comforted and i can still make these moves even though i might have this lingering fear inside Mm -hmm. yeah and there was those moments where i was like because you know this world is like all about the money now um there was moments where i would be so caught up and like oh my god i don't have money like i don't have anything to back this up i was still working at the time but i was like i'm not i don't have nearly enough what i thought i needed to have you know because everybody was like telling me numbers of what i needed to have in order to move out and do all this stuff but when i would get so overwhelmed in the moment like wow like this is not gonna happen because i don't have this i don't have that but I'd have to like, like you said, like take a step back and be like, what am I talking about? Like this has to happen, you know? And that was like you were saying about speaking things like they're present. I like there was no other option for me. Like I just kept saying like this has to happen. There is no other options, you know? And it was crazy because my my now boss um, took like a really long time to get back to me. Um, not for any like terrible reason. It just took a while. But in that moment like I was again having like some self-doubt 
because and I remember like talking to you about this because I was like why is it taking so long you know and everybody around me it was like a waiting game we're like what's happening <laughs> like it's taking a long time you know um and on their end it's funny because like now I know like the feedback that I had gotten um while I was on this end being like oh my god did I mess up the interview like what did I do blah blah they on their end were saying like wow like she would be a good fit for the team you know like it just we have a good feeling about her and all this stuff it was just more about like like I said I really don't have that much schooling um I have a lot of experience um not much in like zoo settings it was about like I guess collectively like a little over two years um but I didn't have like that hard like 10 years of yeah the certificates I didn't have all that stuff on my resume um so like I said like on this end I was having all these doubts but on their end like it wasn't they were never questioning like whether I would be good or not you know they were just making that decision and like I said I'm, I'm here now so like it did work out but I almost was like giving up when they weren't even giving up on me you know which is crazy (laughs) like I know that now because I got the job but on this end I was so caught up in like oh my god I messed up the interview like I'm not hearing back blah blah blah. because again like instant gratification it happens for this kind of stuff too I was just I needed an answer like right then and there you know and it really speaks to like that was an opportunity to invite you to stepping into really believing Mm -hmm. that this was available and possible for Mm -hmm. you and releasing those stories that you were festering within the mind yeah. to, for when the response did come mm-hmm. back, that you did get the job, that you were in the mind space to really mm-hmm. receive it. Oh, yeah. and something else like that just triggered the memory based on that. Like, because what came up is like the testing, like yeah. the testing mm-hmm. of the self. Also, like when you ended up hearing back, didn't you also hear back from like other places of employment? Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> we wow. Love that happens. It was like a floodgate. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> It was so crazy Um, because when I had initially went for the interview, I heard back from another place, again, a zoo in the Bronx. Um, And I was like, well, I have to take this job because I have to work until again. I was saying like until I like get the new job, um, I'm going to have to work. So I ended up going there and then. I get this new job and I was like okay I gotta work towards it you know I think there was like about a month until I was gonna start and I just start getting like all these other zooms that I had applied to like being like oh come work for us like from the last year when she was in that headspace Mm -hmm. now everybody's you see like it's like once that shift Mm -hmm. occurred within the self then it's like okay here you go now you're aligning Mm -hmm. yourself to what you do want and it's like here now what do you really want yeah oh my gosh yeah I will never forget that phone call. I was like, because I used to drive around a lot, like just for fun in Jersey. So I'm like driving around. um, I parked the car and I'm just sitting there like talking about the job that I really wanted. Again, that I was waiting to hear back from with my significant other. And we were just talking about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, why are they taking so long? Like I had even sent them like a thank you card and stuff because I was just so like eager. And then my phone started ringing and... I was so nervous but I picked up and they were like yeah we're gonna give you a shot like we're gonna see how this goes and like I got off the phone I immediately called Jerrica I was like we got the job we're done it's (laughs) we're here (laughs) yeah it was like a crazy moment like again it was like everything fell into place at that moment 
because it was real, you know? Because again, like I said, you have everybody around you being like, this is not going to happen. Like, you don't have a plan. You don't have money. You don't even have the job yet. Like, what are you thinking? Why are you setting up all this stuff? And I was like, there's no other option. I have the job. Like, I know I'm going to get it. I know I'm going to be there. So why not? Like, I already started packing my stuff and everything before I even got the call. Like, I was making all these moves trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like, I I really didn't care. I was like, I'm getting the job, you know? And it's what happened. And I'm what here. advice do you have in relations to your mindset and the mm-hmm. power of the mind towards someone who is looking to manifest their dream life? Oh my gosh, there's like so rewiring much. Rewiring the brain. Yeah. If you could get into that, mm-hmm. good question. <laughs> yeah, this also plays down. into like mental health because I feel like this is like a good time to talk about this too. Um, I was diagnosed with bipolar two in 2020. And I, that was a big moment where I had a giant mind block. Like I was like, wow, this is defining my life. This is how my life is going to go now. I'm not going to be able to be like a normal person and function properly because of this um, disorder I was just diagnosed with and stuff, you know? So I feel like, again, through this process, I really learned to like, like you said, like rewire and take control of those kind of thoughts. And like, I kind of work with my own mind now, you know, I will say like, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Not nowhere near. I'm on the way there. But I feel like I could grow more with like, mentally in that way. Um, But I feel like when you really start working with your brain because i i told you guys i feel like your brain's like a whole separate entity not literally but like you really have to work with your brain to be able to get through this life i feel like um once i started doing that and instead of letting the symptoms of this disorder like take over my life and like just be like it is what it is i have this and i'm suffering you know i worked with them almost in order to keep pushing forward and like get through it and being like very self-aware helps you with that a lot like if you can take as much time as you can to get to know yourself instead of focusing on like a lot of outside things or like other people's drama and like all this kind of stuff it really helps to again like you said rewire the brain and try to really work with your brain in order to get what you want and move forward and grow um So that also played a lot into this process of like getting to actually know myself and work with myself to get myself out of like these negative, you know, episodes that I was having that were really dragging me down. Um, It's important to, like I said, spend as much time with yourself as possible. And that doesn't mean like be a loner. It's like more like actually get to know yourself and your brain for what it is instead of like wallowing in it and being like this sucks i have bipolar this is terrible you know or whatever it may be you know um if you get to know yourself as best as you can that helps you move forward like outwardly if that makes sense that sounded weird (laughs) no yeah Yeah. i feel that Mm -hmm. especially like the not agreeing with the labels that are put upon mm-hmm. the self like yeah. the bipolar disorder and like claiming that as that as who you are mm-hmm. and identifying with that instead of figuring out ways to mm-hmm. evolve and not 
let this thing be your yeah. defining factor for the rest of mm-hmm. your life yeah because it really um emphasizes on like you are not your experience and you are not your symptoms like so mm-hmm. whatever you are going through in that moment that is not you like yes you might be feeling these mm-hmm. things but that is not how you identify as yourself because mm-hmm. you are so much more than what the physical body or like the mind mm-hmm. can tell you and make you feel that you are yeah and me and jerica and deandra were having this conversation recently because going back to what i said before about how you're how I feel like your brain is like a separate entity from you almost, even though technically, yes, you are your brain. Um, it's such a, I don't know how to explain it. Cause like your mind, I feel like can play so many tricks on you when you don't have that control and you don't have that self-awareness or you don't know yourself well enough. Um, and you can always work towards that. Like, let me be clear about that. It's not like an end all be all. You can always work towards knowing yourself better and taking control of those things. But that whole process really made me realize that or like the following events, because like I said, like in the moment, I was like, oh, my God, the world is over. Like I have this disorder. Um, uh, I had tried medication. It really like messed with me even more. It was just not a good time. But like looking back to where I was and where I am now, I realized that, you know, this self-awareness and learning how to work with it rather than being like fighting this off and stuff and this might not work for everybody I have to disclose that but it did work for me it really helped me a lot like I said I do still experience symptoms they're not anywhere near what they were before um but really working like with my brain helped me grow more and learn how to manage that rather than just being like I'm gonna take medication and that's it like I said, that's not going to work for everybody ever. Everybody's different. But for what I'm experiencing and what maybe other people are experiencing, I feel like that really does help because it grounds you. You know, you can easily like, I was telling you guys, I study a lot of like psychology stuff after that had happened because I really wanted to understand like what was happening inside of my head. Um, but you can be able to like identify what you're feeling and be more self-aware and like know how to calm yourself down whether it's like anxiety or you're feeling really really depressed and stuff like that um but yeah that's why i think your brain's like a separate entity because i was telling jerica again one time because she was having some anxiety but she did she was like i'm not having anxiety i don't want to have anxiety it's not happening i was like i'm looking at you and you're having an anxiety attack you know and she's like yeah but i'm telling myself i'm not and i was like i understand that but your brain and the back of the brain like the front of your brain's like tell myself i don't have anxiety it's gonna stop right or i'm not anxious about anything I was telling her, like, the back of your brain is, like, bring on the anxiety right now. Like, we're ready yeah, to go. Yeah, we're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, because it's such a, like, it's such a separate thing. And it's really hard to, like, understand and explain sometimes. But because, I feel when you explained it to yeah. me in that moment, it clicked for me. I was yeah. like, oh, crap. Like, I'm, like, lying to myself. Like, my mind is tricking me mm-hmm. into having this anxiety. And then I'm trying to trick my mind back mm-hmm. into not having the anxiety. Yeah. And that makes it worse almost. Yes, you're you having, know? like, this mental war inside <laughs> yeah. the brain yeah. Yeah. with the different parts of you. Mm-hmm. And, like, it really highlights. And I'm really glad that you shared your experience and, you know, your personal life story with us. Because it really highlights that 
you might go to a doctor during like some and this is sensitive i was not gonna say anything but i felt the calling to like oh my share god this. please go there because i've been holding it yeah i like i really feel it because and it's not to discredit anybody what their own personal yeah. experiences because it's your own experience yeah it's you, know? you like you know best for yourself like what you're experiencing yeah. but um like a person like you, for example, mm-hmm. you could have gone to this doctor, gotten this diagnosis. Yeah. And this could have just been an episode in your life mm-hmm. when you were going through something, right? Mm-hmm. Like super emotional traumas, grief, mm-hmm. all of these things that I know you personally experienced. And then because you're you're human, you're having this human experience mm-hmm. with all of these different emotions, our bodies are impacted so differently. Mm-hmm. And this is not to say that this is the case for every single person and I'm not discrediting any sort of mental health issues. But I do feel that like once you go to that doctor and you get this diagnosis and then you co-sign that, you're giving your power into that diagnosis and what that doctor is perceiving mm-hmm. of you or what people have researched and classified as a group of symptoms to be. Mm-hmm. Even though it might simply be like this person could like you get diagnosed with depression this person might be experiencing the greatest grief Mm -hmm. of their life like the biggest heartache they don't need to be medicated they just need community support love for the self Mm -hmm. from others so that they can get through that Mm -hmm. emotional experience as opposed to being labeled like okay yep this person has depression for the rest of their life they're Mm going to be medicated to deal with it and you bring up such a good point like that connection to the self the connection to the brain Mm -hmm. doing that inner in going inwards the introspection getting Mm -hmm. to know the self and how to best work with the self as opposed to just saying like yep i'm gonna take this medicine even though it's making me feel 30 times worse oh my god yeah yeah. jerica knows i was wow and it's like no like the power is yours you Mm -hmm. hold the power for your own life so it's never um giving into whatever somebody might be trying to put upon Mm -hmm. you and then just saying like yep this is going to be my reality and it's like for me it's like conflicting because i also believe that but i also believe in like another side of it where and again everybody's different but um i also believe in the other side of like i feel like if i hadn't gotten that diagnosis i wouldn't have done this research and i also would be like why am i feeling this way oh my god you Mm -hmm. know and i would have kept taking the medicine and things like that um but i feel like it was a catalyst yeah it was a catalyst to like grow more and learn about myself and like i said i still do deal with the symptoms but and this goes back to the whole thing about like trying to trick your brain with the anxiety and stuff like that that might work for some people but like i said me and Derek are very similar in that way it does not work for me so when i'm having an episode of whatever kind i kind of am like i'm having this episode it's gonna pass you know there's times when my anxiety will be so bad that i'm like i think i'm gonna die i'm not going to and i just tell myself that i'm like i've done this before this Mm -hmm. is what it is it's gonna pass and that's really what helped me and that's what i was telling jerica because she was like very fixated on like getting rid of this anxiety that she was trying to tell herself she didn't have and stuff and i was like if you just you know realize it's happening (laughs) you know and (laughs) just say like i'm having anxiety (laughs) yes there doesn't have to be a cause there doesn't have to be a reason because sometimes that reason's so far back in your brain it's not going to come up you're not going to be like i'm anxious because i don't know if you're in school or something i'm anxious because i have a presentation today and i don't like presenting in front of people like it doesn't always have to be like that you know we were just sitting in our backyard and she was anxious and 
you can't just like i don't know well for me i can't just try and like trick my brain or like try to focus on something else like that's why again it was so helpful to learn all these things because if i'm having any kind of episode of whatever kind that i'm having um i can be like identify it this is what's happening i'm gonna get through it it's fine you know i'm not gonna die nothing's gonna happen like it's just gonna pass because it always does you know and i feel like if i wasn't aware of these things maybe i'd be like so caught up in it still because that's how it was before before when i got put on this medication i was like i'm gonna take this pill and everything's gonna be better that is not the case whatsoever that's not how it works (laughs) it actually made me develop anxiety which is crazy to think about um like i said jerica saw it all happen it was and my mother um i went to like get better and in the moment it made me like a lot worse they put me on this medication these two medications i couldn't sleep for a very long time and then they tried prescribing me stuff to help me get over the anxiety and help me sleep i actually like developed anxiety for taking things that made me feel drowsy because that's how the medication made me feel before the other things had started basically it made me have like really bad panic attacks but i thought again i was like dying because i was very drowsy and out of it so yeah i developed anxiety for sleeping because my brain associated it with a traumatic episode right because then they had made me take it the second night they were like you have to continue taking it so i did a big mistake (laughs) it happened two nights in a row um but yeah it was like this crazy thing that was happening and i was like well i'm gonna have to take this medication to make it better i'm gonna have to do this to make it better and it actually took me like sitting with myself and being like you know what it's happening i'm in the moment i'm gonna just let it take its course almost as terrible as the anxiety made me feel like especially when i was going to sleep at night because i was so afraid to fall asleep not like again this goes back to your brain and like how it's a separate entity me myself i was not afraid to fall asleep no but like i'm not afraid to fall asleep the back of my brain was like if you start to get tired you're going to experience the panic attacks again so that's what like the traumatic response in my brain was right once i was stopping like trying to fix this whole thing and like force it to be fixed and stuff because i hated how the anxiety made me feel obviously it's like the worst feeling in the world um i was like you know what it's gonna pass i'm gonna fall asleep and that's it and that's literally like how i got over the whole like anxiety before bed thing then it took a little while but like for example i have very bad allergies sometimes i have to take like benadryl or something but i was afraid to take benadryl because it makes me drowsy and again my brain was like if you take something that makes you drowsy you're gonna have a panic attack i got over that also but yeah it was just like crazy it was this whole like back-to-back thing when i had tried to seek help it did make me get like a little worse not the advice i was given i will say the advice i was given was definitely good like speaking to a therapist was great you know um that was the better side of it but if i had only been working with the psychiatrist i feel like this would be a very different experience and i would have stayed on medication rather than working through it with like a therapist for a little bit of time i think therapy is like very it's a good tool for you you know my therapist is the one that like really was telling me about this whole thing about how my brain in the back of my head it was like if you get drowsy you're gonna have panic attacks and you're gonna feel that way that you felt the other night 
he's the one that helped me like identify that so yeah that's you know i think speaking to somebody like that um or somebody with a lot of knowledge of these things is like very important to helping you move forward also because it makes it it makes your experience real because again i had outside opinions being like it's just anxiety you know all this stuff and that's not helpful you know it, it really wasn't that helpful because some people would be like why are you even anxious like you know there's nothing happening right now and that kind of makes you like internalize those feelings rather than speaking them out and realizing like it's real i'm going through it it's gonna pass we're good you know mm-hmm. and then it makes you feel crazy when you internalize everything like that so yeah i think speaking to people that have knowledge about these things or a therapist is very very important in also that journey of like self-awareness because you need i feel like you sort of need the help and the push to be like okay so what i'm experiencing is you know normal if i can't think of a better word but like you know what i'm experiencing is not just it's not me out being, of this world yeah it's not just me being like a nut job like other people are saying you know yeah. and i think like it really again and it's something i'm so passionate about like the listeners who have heard previous episodes know i have this deep passion about misdiagnosis and Mm -hmm. um just like prescribing the medication because obviously pharmaceutical industry like makes a lot of money Mm -hmm. by this but like you said like it you didn't had you listened to just that one doctor who was quick Mm -hmm. to prescribe these medications because your symptoms fell under this one umbrella Mm -hmm. it's like okay here take it and figure it out yeah your life could be super different you maybe wouldn't even be working the job like your dream job that you have you actually took the power back into the self Mm -hmm. and you did seek resources you know like i'm glad that you pointed that out you use that support from a therapist or Mm -hmm. community whatever it is you had the support yeah to really ground in like no you're not what could be labeled as crazy because mental health has so many different like connotations associated with it in Mm -hmm. a negative side um and it's like your story your personal experience Mm -hmm. shows like no even though like a doctor could have diagnosed you with something that doesn't mean your life ends there as i know it does for like so many people yeah and that's yeah well you can continue oh (laughs) well i was gonna mention also like these experiences that we have in the moment are our friends Mm -hmm. it's not to want to have it disappear immediately in the moment when they surface and i think that can also add to whatever emotion is surfacing Mm -hmm. whether it's anxiety depression some level of um, fear um wanting to not accept and and allow it to flow through Mm -hmm. and pass um i feel is such a major piece because regardless of whether in the moment the thing is to figure out where it's coming from or not Mm -hmm. just giving it the space to To be and pass Mm -hmm. through because it is as an acceptable emotion as is happiness joy laughter Mm -hmm. um is really really important because it reminds me of what you were saying earlier um joey about um being your being a friend with your brain and like working with it Mm -hmm. and i think that's no different for the um, different emotions that can surface within Mm -hmm. this human experience and loving it just as much as any of the lighter filled um, emotions that we experience Mm -hmm. yeah and like what you're saying really ties into the idea like these emotions you might go through some kind of experience that triggers an emotional state which then can trigger something into the physical state. Mm-hmm. So I can like speak from my personal experience, like certain emotions that I held within manifested then in heart-related mm-hmm. issues. 
and now I go and I seek medical care. So they're treating the symptoms I'm experiencing as opposed to the root cause, mm -hmm. which was an underlying emotional um, experience. And again, it's not the case for everybody, but I do feel like I really pray to all that I can pray to um, of the highest light that if anybody is experiencing something, you really give yourself that space and the compassion to figure out what the root cause is and not give up on yourself. It's really extending that love that you would give to the person you love this most in this world to the self to allow space and just time to figure it out, let things pass through because it really makes um, me feel that like let's say you are going through something and you go to the doctor and then you get that diagnosis and I keep honing in on it because I'm so passionate about it. <laughs> like that's part of the human experience. It's okay to feel an array of feelings. Yeah. You know, one moment I can be so happy and then five seconds later I can be so sad mm -hmm. because we are energetic beings. Mm -hmm. We're sensitive. It's okay to be sensitive. Like this is normal. We're here to experience and to feel and things can change there's such polarity in this world so it's like all because you go from being super happy to feeling something else that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you mm -hmm. or that you know there's an issue that you need to tend to it's just no feel it experience it and i say this with so much love and such sensitivity because again i do not want to discredit anybody's experience i believe these experiences are real but I also believe that they're part of our human experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and allowing the feelings to fully be expressed in the moment so that they don't manifest into physical experiences like you had mentioned, but not identifying with them as your way of being mm -hmm. fully, as, yeah. as an always thing. Yeah. And having that love and gratitude for the, even the ability to feel the feelings mm -hmm. and having the space to do that and allowing that to be the driving factor of our experience and not allowing the carpamentalization of our very natural um, human human mm -hmm. emotions to be dictated as good or bad by um, outside institutions that aren't looking at humans and our way of being from a holistic mm -hmm. standpoint as energetic beings as beings who experience all types of feelings and making that a priority in how we perceive this human life mm -hmm. because you know grief is just as real as happiness and um, what you were saying Jerica reminded me of the grief that one can feel when um, having outgrown a past version of ourselves mm -hmm. and how real that is and like yes. you know and it reminds me of what you're saying like you can be you can go from happy to sad in just one moment because for my own experience, I've experienced such gratitude for where I am in my life, but there are moments where I feel like a mourning of a loss of an old version of me that mm -hmm. no longer exists. And that's very okay because yeah, I feel that. Yeah, it's important to honor the moments that have allowed us to get to where we are and have compassion and hold the space to mourn those aspects that are no longer mm -hmm. available to us because we've outgrown them but they have, they have played such a pivotal role to get us mm -hmm. to where we are. And, you know, the depths of that comes with sitting with the self, reflecting, um, really just being with the emotions sometimes, being in solitude, just really being present with the moment 
and allowing to see where these um, things come from. And sometimes, you know, there isn't always room to really discover that Mm -hmm. with these institutions that really maybe not have that perspective or Mm -hmm. have that research as of yet to um, add to what is this human life because it's very complex. You know, we're very Mm -hmm. multidimensional beings. So there's a lot to us than meets the eye or that can be measured with Mm -hmm. science. And what that makes me feel is that, um, like, you really took me somewhere else because (laughs) it's like um, somebody who might not have the awareness or who has sat with themselves Mm -hmm. and developed that connection with the brain and the different emotions that surface, if they go from, like, being really happy and then in a quick moment are triggered by something that may have been said or a scent or, like, Mm -hmm. anything that could trigger different emotions and memories within us, And they step into that space of mourning an old version of themselves, but they haven't identified it. That can really play out so differently. So the identification and that self-awareness is really key in this because Mm -hmm. there are so many things that we experience during our lifetime and so many things that we're triggered by. And like Joey had mentioned previously, you don't always have to have the reason why something is happening. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you do have that awareness great i feel that it really aids in the experience but if you do find yourself having these emotions and not knowing where they're coming from you don't have to go like you know super in depth and try to really figure out in that moment but Mm -hmm. come back to it you know like start reflecting maybe journal do whatever it is that you feel called to do read i don't know like joey took it into her own hands and went researching psychology Mm -hmm. do whatever you feel the most called to to then be able to be like, okay, maybe this is what's happening. And then from my personal experience, you end up getting to the root of whatever that emotion is. Yeah, and I feel like it goes back to like normalizing the different emotions that can happen from one moment to the next, even if we don't have the origin of where they stem from. Like that's not crazy. And I feel like that's what's considered crazy. It's like, oh, you're crazy. Like that's Mm -hmm. so quick to say you're crazy. Yeah, and it's like, no. actually you're crazy for trying to tell me i'm crazy you know like you're crazy for trying to give me poison like you're crazy for all of these things you know but it's it's normal like that's the human experience Mm -hmm. and i think this is a great thing to speak about because it's it it helps empower people to reclaim their power and reclaim Mm -hmm. their experience yeah and it's it's this is this just reminded me of it but i actually had somebody tell me recently because i was talking about mental health stuff um i had somebody tell me recently that like back in the day not as many people had like anxiety or depression and like that made me think about um how i just feel like mental health stuff has been it's been around forever because we're human and we feel all these freaking things you know but now it's become a thing of like you have to get this medication to feel better and stuff so i feel like people are seeking um like psychiatrist help even more now but people are now playing it like oh well you know all these things are fake because now it's a trend and everybody nowadays is feeling these mental health things but i don't think that's the case i think they've been around forever i think Mm -hmm. we've all been experiencing these things um and i just feel like even people that are like this might be a little controversial but i feel like even people who let's say they don't experience any mental health symptoms i don't feel like that's exactly true 100 percent of the time i feel like and that's not to say something's wrong with all of us but i do think that like the majority of people do experience these 
feelings because of like I don't know past traumas different things the way your brain chemicals are you know I don't feel like this is like a trend or like Mm -hmm. it's popping up all of a sudden now because a lot of older people love to say that like back then nobody had mental health issues I just feel like we're all talking about it now and actually you know discussing it and realizing like it's real it's a thing you know it affects you like you were saying before physically when I get anxious I will like start shaking I'll feel very nauseous like all those kind of things but it's not like you know it is affecting me physically and it's real that's the whole thing that I feel like is strange that people say like oh mental health stuff was not like this back then it's like it i feel like it was around forever yeah you know? <laughs> it really speaks to like the generations and the times because um i feel like just using uh what a lot of people associate masculinity with mm-hmm. is like a man is supposed to be strong it's supposed to be like emotionless you cry like a little boy is like don't cry crying's for girls you mm-hmm. know that mentality really was enforced mm-hmm. back in the day let's say and now people are realizing and awakening to the idea that we are all humans, mm-hmm. regardless of whatever gender you might associate yourself with. Um, you are a human being who experiences and feels. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so unhealthy, you know, like that toxic masculinity. Like there's so many things that are so unhealthy mm-hmm. where you do not allow yourself the space to express and feel the emotions mm-hmm. you're experiencing. Because again, it's a human experience. We're here to feel and experience. So to think that you might never feel anxiety, people might be feeling these things, but not um, identifying with the labels that have been placed upon Mm -hmm. them. But it's still such an array of emotions that every single human, I am so confident it feels and experiences. And that's the thing. It's like we've compartmentalized emotions. We've given them labels when they're all just emotions at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. And the feeling of what you were saying, Joey, of like, you know, how this has always been around. Yes, yeah. because we've, you know, as for as long as humans have been here, we've experienced emotions like yeah. keeping it there, you know, <laughs> yeah. without breaking it down into like depression, anxiety, because, you know, if someone's experiencing a great loss, you know, they lost someone, a, a, a deep loved one that they love so dearly and they're moving through um, an emotion of sadness for an extended period of time, you know, it's not for them going and labeling them as like, you know, they're a depressed Depressed, person. It's like, no, they're moving through very natural, normal emotions Mm -hmm. that one can, um, that can surface within oneself when moving through something that's tragic. A grief, like a great loss. And it's, there's no need to label it as like this thing, as like Mm -hmm. this, um, this entity that you know is it's has like a life of its own it's just you know being a human being yeah and um and it brings me back to like the world that we live in um at least within you know our paradigm within the surroundings that we are living in you know we live in a big city we live with a lot of stimulation Mm -hmm. a lot of things that can disrupt the nervous system Mm -hmm. um, a lot of noise a lot of blue light you know these things are disturbing to our Mm -hmm. system that is within us you know if we were living on like a a serene land you know just watching like a beautiful horizon every day you know what are the chances then that you know we were experiencing the level of 
um, these adverse emotions mm-hmm. just to give it a name for the sake of the conversation, um, you know, what would be the chances that at the rate in which, you know, it's possible for us to experience these emotions, mm-hmm. like how would that be? And yeah. it's to mention and bring the focus to how our surroundings impact us and how there's a lack of conversation surrounding that mm-hmm. when it comes to like the medical field <laughs> and how that can play a role Not in yet like That's these funny. diagnoses that are yeah. given because like i am depressed i am mm-hmm. anxious and it's like no you simply are like i am there's no reason to like label us as, as this other thing without taking into account all of the many factors you know being a sensitive being as jerica said you know we're energy before mm-hmm. anything else so we're constantly engaging with the energy around us yeah and it's and it's bringing that awareness to the experience i feel like it ends at the i once you start associating i am <laughs> now you're you know falling into that pattern that you're associating yourself with something else but you simply are Mm -hmm. and um it really brings up like what you were saying yeah if we lived on this serene land without any of these distractions i'm sure we would handle our emotions that arise differently Mm -hmm. but it also starts like that's why i laughed when you were talking because i'm like this could go so deep it really starts Mm -hmm. with the programming that we're um receiving from mm-hmm. little tiny children like babies but that's like a whole other long yeah, yeah. Into it. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it really speaks to like the way that we learn to handle these emotions because it's us as human beings that put the um negative connotations or positive connotations mm-hmm. upon specific things like we create everything mm-hmm. and that's what it breaks down to it's like if you're feeling sad it's like oh she's feeling sad poor her like she just had a heartbreak oh my god like Mm -hmm. you know it becomes this narrative and then you as the person you know people are calling you or checking up on you and when you were speaking about like um being sad i thought of grief like if somebody loses the love of their life even if they weren't with that person they experience that sadness from the person's transitioning other people are like why is she sad or why is he sad they weren't even together mm-hmm. you know like oh it's been three months they're still sad and it's like yeah of course there's no time frame to put upon how quickly somebody can heal themselves from an experience that triggered specific mm-hmm. emotions yeah and going back to like the programming and the grief stuff i don't know if you mind me talking about her father for like one second no go ahead so right like almost i don't know a few months after i got this diagnosis our father passed away and i was still working on the whole like you know moving forward by learning about myself and stuff but then that you know i was grieving like it was our father it was crazy but my mind was so programmed by like what was happening already that I was like, oh my God, this is going to send me over the edge. Like, I have to go back to the psychiatrist. I have to get medication. I'm going through like this major depressive episode. And like looking back now, I'm like, I was grieving. I still am grieving. I mean, I feel like that lasts forever. But I don't feel like now like, oh my God, I'm so depressed. I have to go get medication. You know, like I said, like, yes, I do experience the symptoms, but I feel like I know how to deal with them now. But back then, again, I was like programmed with this mindset that like oh my god i have to go back to the doctor i'm having like severe depression now and it was grief you know it was like the intensity of like the beginning of grief Mm -hmm. that i was that we were all dealing with that i was like oh my god like this just sent me over the edge i just got this diagnosis and now like i'm gonna have to go back on medication because i was so wrapped up in that idea of like you know 
they tell me that this feeling is bad, so I'm going to have to go fix this now because the medication is going to fix it, you know? So that's, that's it's yeah. just crazy looking back that I really, you know, now, like I said, while I still, deal experience, bleh, I still experience the symptoms, I know how to deal with them because I'm working with the brain to fix that. But like back then it was like, I need this medicine because it's what the doctor said and because this feeling that I'm feeling is bad, you know? And that's how I was like operating because that's what I was told. I was working with the therapist and the doctor for a few months so that's what I was just that was like again their opinion was like my truth like that's what I was living by I was like what I'm feeling right now is very bad I'm gonna have to go back and get medication and it's so connected to everything that we've spoken about this whole conversation like from the beginning of you Mm -hmm. manifesting the life that you're living now to even like that like the diagnosis it really it's so many different examples of the same exact thing Mm -hmm. and i feel like that comes down to remaining in your power like you Mm -hmm. knowing what is best for yourself you knowing your truth Mm -hmm. knowing that that truth can change moment to moment and being flexible and fluid with that truth and not allowing your power and your reality to be crafted by an outside influence it's always bringing (laughs) it back to within yeah it's so true like like you said everything in this conversation it's really about like being in yourself and living for yourself and not other people and that's something that like when even when you're like in high school for example like you're living your life based on like what people around you like and like what people are dressing like around you what people are doing their makeup like around you like all this stuff you know and i feel like that literally goes from like when you're a kid in school or even when you're a baby because your parents don't like something you're doing let's Mm -hmm. say like your parents don't like that you're a boy and you're playing with a doll now you're living your life in that kind of like state i guess and that carries with you you know unless you figure it out it carries throughout your life yep you know and then now you're living for other people you're not living for yourself it's like you know it just i don't know it's your life basically <laughs> you have to live for yourself it's yes. your life literally it is your life literally you live have your one. best life yeah yeah and speaking on that like something that we ask all of our guests is what does being look like and feel like for you being what's the question again i'm sorry <laughs> what does being mm-hmm. look like and feel like for you for me i would say i mean obviously like making your dreams come to fruition is very important for like being because if that's your happiness you're you know that's something you need that's not just like a distant thing that you can't achieve basically i feel like making that happen through whatever method you want manifesting you know anything like that that's very very important for being because your happiness is like what's most important because again even though you're not going to feel happy 100% of the time, you know, whatever way you're living, if it's not what you want, and it's like the complete opposite of what you want, you know, and you're just not happy with what's going on, that affects you on a daily basis, you know, so now you're not happy, now you're doing things to try to make yourself happy that are not like, you know, whether it's like substances, whatever it is, you know, so being I feel like you really need to just again live for yourself like this whole conversation (laughs) has been about um living for yourself is like the most important thing I feel like because if you're not then you're kind of just living and that's it 
you know what i received from what you shared is like when you're not being you're doing Mm -hmm. and it's like um to get back to the space of being it's like undoing the doing yeah it's funny because like there's there's i don't know if you've seen it there's an episode of spongebob that like squidward is like going through the motions of life and it's like each scene like it cuts through the scenes but like each scene he's like doing the same things every single day that like he thinks makes him happy like playing the clarinet riding a bicycle <laughs> going to yoga class doing jazzercise whatever and it shows it like over and over and like his face is staying exactly the same like he just looks miserable and it's like over a course of like a week that it's happening and like i feel like that is it's so real spongebob is so real (laughs) like you know that's how that's how life felt for me at one point like every day was like that and i'm just like doing the same things every single day that rat race yeah it's literally just like over and over like you're just going through the motions of life and when you're not living for yourself that's what it looks like so if you feel that you're not living for yourself (laughs) (laughs) i love it do you have a favorite quote or mantra yes the one that i have tattooed on me that i said earlier um I cannot remember her name, but I know her name is Shayla. I can't remember her last name. But I was watching like a random YouTube video about this girl that started her own business after like leaving like an abusive relationship and like she didn't have her own money and like she was just starting this business from scratch, like scratch, scratch, like nothing. You know, it was just an idea like in her notebook. Um, And again, like I will remember this forever. Like I was sitting at a table like researching like reptile stuff because i was like i don't have the job i want let me just you know i used to just like read up on it all the time um i still do but like back then that's all i was doing so i was just like scrolling through youtube i came upon this video randomly like it was in my suggested and i was like what is this so i watched it yeah (laughs) randomly like it just came up pops up yeah, I never heard of this girl or anything like that. And this was the one video I watched of her. No offense to her. But, like, that's why I... Her name's Shayla something. I'm not too sure. But um, she was talking about how she was not living for herself. She was living for this boyfriend of hers that was, like, very awful to her. And then when she left, you know, fast forward to now, she has, like, factories. She has, like, it's a clothing brand. She goes in there. She has, like, the best fabric. Like, everybody's paid well. Like, it's a beautiful environment. Everything's great. She has her business. It's doing awesome. You know, she does these, like, photography shoots. But she was saying in her video that her mother used to say to her all the time, follow your passion and it will lead you to your purpose. And she said it stuck with her. And, like, when she said that, it, like, blew up my brain in that second. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Because, like, even though it sounds so simple, like, follow your passion, it will lead you to your purpose. It's simple. It was such a, like, mind-blowing thing to me that something could be that simple, you know? Because I was like, wow. Yeah, I was like, life at the time, you know, you could ask Jarek. I was always like, everything's terrible. Life is the worst. Everything sucks. I hate it here, you know? So to hear that, and I saw this girl explaining like over the course of like a few years her life completely switched by following this you know I was like oh my god like it can be real and it can be so simple you know I'm not following my passion I was working as like a vet tech or something at the time I say or something because it was like a ridiculous job I was doing crazy (laughs) stuff I was doing like surgeries and stuff but like (laughs) you know 
Um, like I was doing this stuff that I hated. I never, I don't want to be a vet. I was never in vet school. Let me preface that. That's why this is crazy. But like I got this job because I was like, it's the only thing I can do to work with animals more. Because I was working at another zoo, but it was like for free. Like I was doing zookeeper work, but it was like almost an internship. So, you know, I was like, this is the only way I can get paid to work with animals. So I was super miserable. I hear this quote. I'm like, oh my gosh it can be that simple and I think about four days later my friend is my tattoo artist I sent her the message immediately after I heard it I was like I want this tattooed on me I've never wanted a quote tattooed on me before I think I remember telling you like I hated how writing looked um like on skin but yeah I heard it and I was like oh my god like it was just a moment so I texted my friend immediately like it was like 10 30 at night that this happened I texted her we set up an appointment I got it tattooed on me like five days later like I was serious about this and then um I think the following day before I had gotten the tattoo um I was I think I texted Jarika and I was like I just heard this it was crazy I'm going to start like actually doing what I got to do to make this happen and I asked her to send my resume out all this stuff I quit that job like a few days after I got this tattoo done um yeah and it was just like and I told the job when I quit I told them that I was moving to Pennsylvania because (laughs) that's like I was like it's gonna happen it's it has to happen so yeah this quote means like a lot to me because it's like it's crazy because I feel like sometimes when people have this kind of growth and stuff like they can't pinpoint the moment it happened Mm -hmm. but like I can pinpoint the exact moment it happened the exact time like I remember what I was doing I remember literally what I was doing like I was sitting there on my laptop watching this video and that randomly popped up on my suggested feed and I clicked on it just like for whatever reason that I did and it was that second that I heard that that I was like wow like it can be that simple you know mm-hmm. I had no resources to make this happen but like I, I had to make it happen after I heard that because <clears throat> like you were saying before like what does being look like if you're not like living for your passion or living for what you love and what makes you happy like you're really not living you know you're just kind of like you said doing like you're just going through the motions and that's when I realized like I'm not I'm not following my passion whatsoever. I'm just trying. At the moment, I was just trying to get a job related to animals so that I could make money. And then, like, I don't even know what the plan was after that. I had no plan. I was like, whatever. I'm just going to keep doing this, I guess. Because I had already left college. So, yeah. I heard that. And I was like, I need to follow my passion for real. And I need to just try, you know. And that's when you had sent my resume in. And... Even in the moment, I was like, this is crazy. I can't move to Pennsylvania. That's nuts. Like, everybody's here. You know, my life is here. I was even saying that to her when he called me. Um, My boss called me for the interview. I was like, I can't do this. This is crazy. And I was like, no, I actually can do this. I don't have to stay here for anybody. I'm not 10 hours away. It's different. You know, I was, I'm like two hours away from where I used to live. But I was like, I can go. And... Another thing was that a lot of people around me were telling me like I had to be older to get into my career, you know, like I'm skipping all these steps and stuff, but it wasn't the case. Like it happened. Yeah. You you never skip. I feel it's like 
we've mentioned in other episodes the universe you might think you need to do 10 things but the mm-hmm. universe could simply just grant you this yeah. and then it becomes your reality and that's what's crazy it's because of other people saying like oh you know this is what the steps you have to take this is you have to go to school first and then you have to get all these internships first in my case for the zookeeping and then you have to have like this experience and stuff you know i thought i wasn't going to be able to live my dream until i was like 30 late yeah. 30s you know and i thought i was gonna have to do all this stuff because that's what people around me were telling me they were like no you have to do this you have to do this this is a terrible idea and then even when i was working at the zoo in the bronx um everybody's like you have to stay there it's a great zoo you know and i'm not discrediting the zoo renowned yeah world renowned zoo like you have to stay there yeah but it was like yeah it was like so what a world renowned zoo i don't care and then that even made me doubt myself i was like should i be leaving like a world renowned zoo to go like live in the woods work in the woods you know and then i realized yeah is different i was like that's my dream Mm -hmm. it's my freaking dream because everybody's like that's terrible why would you ever do that First of all, I don't like the Bronx. No shade to the Bronx. I'm from the city, but no shade to the Bronx. Um, I just didn't like that environment. Like, I don't like the loudness. I don't like the crowdedness. I hated, like, commuting and stuff, you know. But everybody made me feel like I had to stay there because it's a world-renowned zoo and I'm never going to have that opportunity again. But it's like, I don't care about that opportunity. I cared about the opportunity to do what I love, work with animals that I love, like, you know, do all this stuff and be happy it wasn't about the title of the zoo or staying in the city and all this crazy stuff so that's what's like nuts about it you know everybody around you is telling you like you have to do all these steps before you can get there or you have to stay there because it's like a world-renowned place and you're dropping the ball by leaving it's like that actually apply to so much like (laughs) you have to go to college you have to get this job you have to do this you have to meet this person you have to have this and it's like no just do what you want to do yeah there's no like one way to do anything well that's like the cookie cutter life you know like everybody's like you have to go to school then you get this job whether you like the job or not it's making you money so but that's not really like the life i wanted you know or you guys that same goes for you like you don't have to be stuck in this like office job doing what you hate but in like my case when you want to go work with animals and you want to live in the woods you want to do all this stuff Mm -hmm. even if i'm not making like a million dollars a day i really don't care you know because i'm living the way i want to yeah it doesn't matter differently for everyone (laughs) yeah exactly define it all differently yeah and it's like here's the moment ask yourself are you living the life that you want to live oh my gosh boom yes <laughs> i love it thank you for listening continue flowing in your own space by simply being if this resonated with you and you feel called please be sure to follow us like and share until next time wherever you go give yourself space, space to, to flow, flow. <laughs> oh, Peace out, family, family. <laughs>